family and friends of dawn, grace, mercy, and peace to you. From God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. In John chapter 6, Jesus says that he is the bread of life. He says that if one eats of him, they will no longer hunger. That if one believes in him, they will no longer thirst. He says that they have eternal life and that they will be raised up on the last day. But here's the thing with bread. If you wish to live off bread, you must eat it all the time. You might say that you have to eat it religiously. You know, the, world, the word religion or religious among Christianity in our day has almost become a slur. People say that the faith, it's all about relationship and not religion. They mock those who keep close watch over the practice of their faith. They somehow think that those who find their way into the pew every Sunday and who set apart time daily in their home to meditate and to pray must be doing those things simply out of habit. That they might be doing them in vain rather than as a genuine outpouring of their faith. Well, know this, Don was a very religious man. And I say that not as a slur, but rather as a huge compliment to Don. He was disciplined about his faith. He read the scriptures. He studied theology. He did devotions. He gathered for worship. He shared the truth of God in his home so often that some of his kids, at least in jest, like to call him Pastor Don. He took his faith out with him into the workplace, looking for opportunities to share the good news there as well. He lived out his convictions by trying to help others, whether those people were in his family or just people he knew. He served this congregation in many ways, even organized events so that more people could come and learn more about Jesus and his love for them. Was Don a perfect man? Nope. Not by any means. And he knew that well. He probably wouldn't even have liked me saying those things I just did about all the other stuff he did do through Christ. In fact, his deep understanding of his own sinful condition is what kept him so closely tied to the church, to the word, to the sacraments. For he knew that in the church and through the word and the sacraments, the very Jesus that had died for his sins and rose to give him life was present. He knew that there in those places, the life of Christ would be poured out on him time and time again. And so he remained close to those things. And as he did, God poured out Jesus upon Don, cleansing him from all of his sins and giving to him eternal life. Most of you gathered here today got to know Don long before he had his stroke. You saw him when he was powerful and always moving around to accomplish different things. You saw him working hard at work. You saw him strongly traipsing through the woods during hunting. You saw him leading spiritually in the home and in the church. Now, I never got to see him in those days. I've heard a lot of stories. 
but I never got to see it with my own eyes. But I can tell you that I personally believe that the most powerful witness Don gave to his God was after his stroke, and especially in these last months and years. There, in Don's weakness, the power of God was so clearly evident. Don didn't like the limitations that he had and that he was well aware of, but that did not stop him from continually confessing how much God had blessed him, and not just in the past, but in the very moment he was speaking to you. He was talking about how God was blessing him right then. He gave thanks to God for his goodness, even when those of us visiting or living with Don maybe couldn't have picked out the specific blessings that we would have thought he was experiencing. And you know why he remained so convicted of this? And why he could confess it in such an authentic and sincere way? Well, it was because the word of God, the word of Christ, dwelled deeply in Don. Because of all of those years of ordering his life religiously. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, with thankfulness in your hearts to God. That's what I saw in Don's life. You almost could take that last part and call that Don's obituary. That's the kind of stuff he did all the time. But because he did those things, the promises of God were always on his mind. They were always in his heart. God used that time of devotion in order to get his promises firmly inside of Don. And it prepared him well for these last difficult days. In one page of a journal that Don wrote, which the family shared with me, Don was praying to God Psalm 51. If you don't remember Psalm 51, it's a psalm that David wrote when he asked God to not take his spirit from him and to give to him a new spirit. Well, in this journal, Don asked for the same things. But then he goes on to ask for one other thing. He asked that God would give him the strength to trust in his promises, even though his mind and his body would no longer do the things he wanted them to do. Yes, he indeed wanted God to help him to continue to hold on to the faith. He wrote these exact words, Teach me to trust your word and all the promises contained therein. Today we gather here to celebrate that God answered that prayer, yes. Indeed, he was with Don the whole way. During his difficult days, God's power overcame Don's weakness. He kept him in the true faith. He blessed him through the Holy Spirit. He gave him Jesus' forgiveness in life time and time again. If you came here today, with the thought in your heart that you respected Don and his way of life, I urge you, don't just take home a little part of it today. Instead, take up his whole way of life, or at least especially that way that related to his faith. You also eat of the bread of life religiously. Discipline your life of faith. For as you do, God will do the same to you that he did to Don. He will keep you ever close to Jesus through his power. 
So let the word of Christ dwell richly in you, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, all the while with thankfulness to God in your hearts. For it is precisely on a day like this when you need the promises of Christ to be dwelling richly within you. Because everything you see here today will try to tell you that sin has had its way, that death has won, that dawn's life is over. But the promises of God, they will convict you that those things are not true. Sin has been forgiven. Death, it has been defeated. And dawn's life, it is not over by any means. In one way, it's only just beginning. For he rests now with Christ. And according to Christ's promise, he will be raised up on the last day. And so that prayer that Don wrote in his journal is my prayer for all of us that gather here today. We pray, teach us, O Lord, to trust your word and all the promises that are contained therein. Yes, indeed, may our eyes which see death today not be able to deceive our hearts and lead us into despair. For we know by faith and through the scriptures that Jesus' death has been conquered with life. And therefore, dawn's death is conquered through life as well. For Jesus is the resurrection and the life. For dawn and for all who trust in him. Amen.